into tongues tonight, but I'm not going to have enough time. I'm going to finish this last scripture. We've been looking, we've looked at four scriptures so far on the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And if you've been battling this and maybe tonight's your first night, I encourage you to go get the last two weeks, the last three weeks of uh, this teaching. Because I've been building a case against those that say there is no baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I would hope that in the last three weeks, Scripture has clearly defined the baptism in the Holy Spirit, a complete separate experience as salvation. It is in black and white. It's as clear as I believe anything we read in the word. Those received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior even received water baptism. And we're going to see tonight that some had received Jesus, but hadn't even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. So distinct. I I do not understand how we can get hung up on that. I, I believe it's Satan. What other reason would there be but Satan trying to stop the power of God? We looked real quickly. We looked at uh, four instances. And you know what's neat about there's five, but with every instance, it's different. We don't have to get honed into only one way. In some cases, the disciples went and laid hands and prayed. In other cases, there was just the preaching of the word. It does not have to be an exact way. However, I believe that if we're obedient to the Lord, we can do it the way that we've been shown and receive. I will also say, I believe you can be in your car and you can receive it. Without anybody else around. I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit in the shower just because that's where I asked. I then went to a retreat in Asheville, North Carolina to confirm it. I went where Derek Prince was teaching. It just happened to be on the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I went forward. I believed I'd already gotten it, but just went ahead and let the minister do his thing. You know, there's, it's good to get confirmed. It's good to go and talk to other brothers and sisters to find out what it is that you've done. I got saved in my room at five years old, kneeling at my bed. But then later I walked the aisle four or five times. I just wanted to keep getting saved. I wanted to walk the aisle every time I could. We, we, need, we need brothers and sisters to lock arms with, to rub up against, to, to confirm what God's doing in our life and that we're not... Weird, so to speak. I am weird. I've had to learn that, that I am. I'm weird. Okay, we looked at Pentecost. They didn't know what they were praying for. They just obeyed. And the Holy Spirit fell on them, started speaking in tongues. Then we looked at Philip's revival. Had to send the disciples over to to lay hands on them. We studied Acts 9 where Paul was converted on the road to Damascus, and then later Ananias laid hands on him. And then last week we looked at uh, Acts 10, the household of Cornelius uh, was converted and baptized in the Holy Spirit under Peter's teaching. He was in the middle of his sermon, and the Holy Spirit fell. With Peter's uh, 
with the baptism in the Holy Spirit under Peter, it had the, both of them happened within minutes of each other. Others, it happened within days of each other. Separate experience, but it doesn't have to be the next day. It can be the same day. You can get baptized in the Holy Spirit the same day you get saved. Or you can get baptized in the Holy Spirit years later. Separate experience. All right, last one we're going to look at is Acts 19. I encourage you, get out your Bibles. Acts 19, verse 1. And if you guys need these scriptures again, I'd be glad to give them to you. The final story, baptism in the Holy Spirit in Acts, relates to how Paul discovers this small band of disciples of Jesus in Ephesus. Noticing something was missing from their Christian experience. And we're going to, I'm almost, we're going to have to close with this. But it says, and it happened, this is verse 1. While Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Just that statement clarifies the fact that one happens at one time and the other can happen at another time. Did you receive? Paul's not questioning their salvation. In fact, he's confirming it. I believe you've received, but did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? What does that mean, when you believed? When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Right? So they said to him, I love this. We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. I don't care what translation you look at. It says basically that same thing. We've gotten saved. Let me tell you, there are so many evangelical Christians that would say we didn't even know there was another experience. Another experience. Verse three. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. What is John's baptism? Water baptism. Feel free to speak out. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. Verse 5, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now, the men were about 12 in all. But by the very question he asks, Paul illustrates the truth that we have been stressing here that conversion can ha- is one experience. The baptism is a separate subsequent experience. And we can we can rephrase this question that he asked in today's terms with, I think, without straining the meaning or, or taking it too far. You could say, have you received the baptism in the Holy Spirit since you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You need to you need to you need to answer that question. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you have been saved? If you haven't, I hope that just in the education of the scriptures that we've looked at will tell you there's more. And I want to go ahead and uh, tell you, don't wait. Don't wait until you figure it out. God wants you to, to ask in faith. He wants you to ask not knowing what the result is. Faith is asking when you can't see it. 
Faith is believing when all the everything around you says differently. But believing what God says and believing that God won't give you something bad. God won't give you something bad. If you are at that point, I encourage you right where you sit, just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that I. You know what? I wish I knew what it looked like when Peter was preaching and the spirit was poured out because I think something happened when we were worshiping. What would cause Elizabeth to fall down? I didn't see it, but I heard it. Now go over there. Are you okay? Yeah. Did you see what I didn't know? But I heard you. To have the tongue come forth. To have the, the word come forth. That's something as, as worship team, I, I like the in-ears, but you got to pull one out. That When you started singing it, I was just saying, listen. I wasn't trying to get on to you. I didn't realize you had them both in. But I wanted to hear what you were saying. And what happens is, as worshipers, we're so tuned into the music, we got both ears plugged, we don't hear what's going on. You know what? When God starts speaking, that's what I want to hear. I came to hear that. Not that I didn't want to hear you. You were singing great. That, 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 it's easy. You know how easy it is to get offended. It's easy to get offended in church. But when the Lord starts speaking. Some, somebody's going to change. But I, I'm wanting to I'm wanting to feel like. If you weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit, you may have just gotten it. And you didn't ask for it. What happens is we want to just move on and then think we have to go through our thing. But we were in the midst of the presence of God. We still are. But we were in the midst of a manifestation of the presence of God. And I believe that what, what happened under Peter's preaching was a manifestation of God's presence. His spirit being poured out. Sometimes we just need to wonder. Does that make sense? I don't mean stumble. I mean wonder, stand in amazement or be in awe. There comes a time when, when, when we're in the presence of God to, to start to realize. I don't know. I don't know what the Lord's saying. You're saying something, Father. If I could make one final point before we go into tongues next week. The conversion and baptism in the Holy Spirit are not only separate experiences, but they are, their use is for separate and distinct purposes. Conversion or salvation is an experience um, of Jesus Christ by which the non-Christian becomes a Christian. While the baptism in the Holy Spirit is an experience for the Christian to make him a powerful Christian. And it's as simple as that. We don't want to over intellectualize scripture. That's where we get hung up. And we're going to go into starting next week um, tongues. And I want to encourage you. I, I think it's going to be good. Um, convict or conviction is not the right word. 
condemnation even. Um, as a pastor, I start to I start to sweat a little bit talking about stuff like this. But why? You know, Satan has made tongues a controversy, not God. Satan has made healing. You know, you know, in, in some churches, healing is controversial. The raising of hands, the shouting. Controversial. I guarantee you in heaven, it's going to be, it's going to be, we're going to get shaken up. When you were speaking, I was trying to flow with what you were saying with everyone praising. And there is something about you are good, you are good, and your love endures. If you notice in Psalm, it says it over and over and over and over and over and over. And there's something that happens when we all shout together and when we all march together and when we're all doing something together. And I was, I, 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 it's sensitive in worshiping to not overtake the word coming out. And sometimes I do that. And I, I want to ask for mercy and grace. Um, I, I hate to even share this now, but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, uh, Wayne and Chrissy Howell are going to be moving back to Florida uh, the week after Easter. And it has been kind of in their works ever since he came on to, to work with us, to, to work as worship leader. And um, I just, we're going to have a fellowship for him, not next Wednesday night, but the next Wednesday night. And um, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm getting stirred up in worship again, if you haven't noticed. And let me tell you, Wayne has done a phenomenal job. Amen. Um, great attitude. Uh, heart for worship. Heart for what I desire. He... he wanted to get right on board with where the pastor was wanting to go. And um, uh, the reason I'm saying this is I feel like the Lord is stirring us. And for tonight not to be the awkward, we need to get beyond worship being awkward and get to get to the point where we're all going together. Where we're all going together. And sometimes it'll be a place that we've never been. Might be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable doesn't always mean wrong. And I just want to encourage you. Support Wayne. He'll be leading one more week and then I'm going to be stepping back in for a time until we kind of figure out what we're doing. But I just want you to know as your pastor and as, as a former worshiper, worship leader, I can't wait. I haven't told you this. I can't wait. It, you know, it's just in me. I just love it. And I ask you all just to hang in there with, with me as we transition again. Um, but get ready because I believe God's ready to move tonight showed me because I wasn't ready. In fact, I'm back there doing the words and stumbling and you're, you're worshiping up here and I'm so wanting to be in on it and I'm back there. Can't keep up. I'm just doing the words. The, the one that was messing it up. That was me. <laughs> I can't stay focused. I get to worshiping and I forget what's the, what the words are. Who cares what the words are? I literally forget what the words are. I don't care. I want to worship. Wait. And everybody stops. Oh, okay. It's like a key to unleashing. But, I, you know, with I, I hear the songs thousands of times, so I know the words. But uh, where was I going? Let me pray. I just encourage you. Father, as, as 
let me not pray yet. Elizabeth tells me that I preach in my prayer and I need to focus on praying. As we transition, I, I want you to know that God, God is not a plan B God. God has a, has a will. And we're going to get in on that will. And God, God has mercy and grace when I preach when I'm praying. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. And Lord, I just ask you what I ask that this be an Acts church. Lord, I, uncomfortableness is, is, is part of life. How can we expect it not to happen in the church? It's part of growth. We go from, from one step to the next. We go from glory to glory. How can we not expect change to happen in the church? Lord, let us not grow stoic and cold and static. But Lord, let us grow in your spirit. Let us grow in your word. Let us grow in your truth. And Lord, let us hang on to those things which are good. Let us test all things. And let us hang on to those things which are good. For you are good. And your love endures. Bless us, Lord. I ask a special blessing over Wayne and Chrissy as they prepare to move. Lord, I ask that their house would sell. Lord, I ask that their kids would be provided for with friendships and everything that they leave here, Lord. I just speak of the blessing of the Lord to be upon them. Lord, that their hand would be upon them, that you would keep them from evil, that you would enlarge their territory. Thank you, Lord. Bless them. I thank you for how what a blessing they've been to me personally, but also to this church in worship. Thank you, Lord. Bless this church in the worship, Lord, as we transition. Bless our youth. Bless our college as we have started a college thing again tonight. Bless our Bible drillers. Bless our children's ministry. Lord, bless the church, the women, the men. Bless it all. Bless us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I hope you have a great week.